Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. Carter and Nate here to talk talk everything Ducks hockey uh, and whatever else because this is not a game that we want to talk about for very long. <laughs> Why? Well, this is just that's just going to be the rest of the season. Let's be honest yeah. here. It's just yeah, going to be the rest much. of the season. I'm trying to find the positives in each game at this point because we know there's going to be a shit ton of negatives. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying. It's, it's going to get pretty repetitive too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll try to spice it up as much as possible. Obviously. But I think everybody at this point just knows, like, not mathematically yet. We still have a ways to go for that, but it's not looking good. So, (laughs) yeah, I I think that Montreal was. Yeah, it was the first team mathematically uh, mathematically. eliminated. Yeah. And then they went and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) Yeah, it's just fitting. It's, you know, that's like, you know, there's, there's certain points in the season that you know kind of mark where everything's at so there's like thanksgiving is like kind of the the, the first major deadline american thanksgiving you know where it's like yeah. most teams that are in a playoff position now will be in the playoffs um and then there's like that uh, didn't work out for us no they, so that's whoever came up with that is stupid but then were there's we like, sitting, I, i'm pretty sure we were sitting first in the division at yeah. American Thanksgiving. If first I'm first not or second. Mistaken. Yep. First or second. And now we so. are well outside of a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, there's like uh. there's like major I don't I can't I, I want to say like waypoints, but that's not it. Markers, I guess, like throughout Markers, the season. Milestones, so. yeah. Milestones, yeah. Um so American Thanksgiving, and then there's like All Star Weekend, which normally is like in January, and then there's trade deadline, which is usually end of February. Um and then there's the Leafs losing to the first team to be mathematically eliminated. So, and then it's the end of the season. Yeah, those are, those are kind of the the major points along the way. I do have to say though, the goal that put Montreal ahead, I thought there should have been a tripping call going to Montreal because Matthews has the puck and he's kind of bringing it back up by the blue line, and he's got one guy chasing him and kind of gets like tangled up with him, and then I forget who it was, but the Montreal guy kind of comes in behind. And it's an accidental skate on skate, which causes Matthews to fall, lose the puck. That Montreal player picks it up and goes the other end and scores. Mm. And I watched that. I'm like, that is tripping, whether accidental or not, right? But then I remembered as well, it's NHL officiating. Everything is fucking up in the air. And uh, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, just like like the Department (laughs) of Player Safety, it's all the fucking coin toss. Who knows? The annual Leafs losing to the first mathematically eliminated team. Um, like, like, who are the refs to interfere with the hockey gods' will there? Like, they're, they're not going to call penalties against the other I team. I mean, they interfere with everything else, but that's just, eh, I don't know. Yeah, not, not the <laughs> hockey gods, though. That, that's something. That's You can't touch that. No. Then you, you look like, look at Tim Peel. He probably interfered with some the hockey gods at some point, and now he's fired and probably sipping margaritas on a beach in Mexico. Which with, with, uh, awful, but. with Bob McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're having the Bobby margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we uh we, we like to talk about other teams' embarrassments because yeah, pretty much because <laughs> it just hurts to talk about embarrassing our own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what else is embarrassing? What? After losing to the Sharks, the Sharks are now ahead of us in the standings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. Um, there. I mean, it's not by a lot, obviously, because they were behind us before. But where? Yeah, but what, but what the still, here? they got they got two games. Oh, they in got two hand games. They're a point ahead. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's it, it just, no. Just, no. Like how, okay. We are 
Okay, at least Seattle's in the division this year, but like it's so close to our prediction actually being right. When a few mm-hmm. months ago we were going like, fuck, that, that's fine. We're okay to be wrong on this one. And now it's like, we're about to be right. Yeah. So, right. I mean, <laughs> I, there's that. Like, I, I would rather be right than, you know, well, no, that's not. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> I'm not. If the Ducks aren't going to be in the playoffs, then I would rather be right about them not being in the playoffs than like wrong about them not being in the playoffs. Does that, that make makes, sense? Yeah, it okay. makes sense. <laughs> I was going to say I'd rather be right than have the Ducks in the playoffs. And I'm, I was like, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get into the uh, the game talk kind of officially here, um, got a bit of a story. Not really much of a okay. story. But right. I, uh, I had a dream. I had a dream last night that we were doing the podcast because um, apparently that's what I dream about now. <laughs> and... Uh, your real life the, just sinks into it. I guess we've done a lot yeah. this week. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I Sorry. Guess. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, we. Uh, I, I dreamt that you figured you you hooked up your MIDI keyboard and came up with a bunch of sound effects to use as well. <laughs> and I was like trying to make like some super serious point uh, about like <laughs> something. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. And you just had like a fart noise on your keyboard, and you would just like <laughs> hit it every time, I, and just to like interrupt me. <laughs> 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 and I have, I have no idea why that's what I dreamt about, but that, that was it. I like to think I'm not an asshole, <laughs> but I'm also the kind of person who does try to alleviate tension with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so it like half makes sense at least. So <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I thought it was real. I was like kind of pissed at you, yeah. honestly. I was like, fuck, I got to do the podcast with <laughs> Nate now. And like, he's just going to use his fart noise. And I was like, wait, no. Yeah. Like, like I'm, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far to like do something like that. Right. But I'm the guy yeah. who's like trying to crack, like trying to like, just alleviate the tension, not like, yeah. you know, dismiss it or anything like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like kind of accurate, but not at the same time. I don't know. I, I, I just appreciate that, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking about me in your sleep. Yeah, you were also naked, so uh, oh, that was kind of better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was where the actual realism came in. You were like, wait, are we living together again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you have any weird Whoa. dreams this weekend? Or? Nope. No weird nope. dreams. Not that I can think of. Anyway, so. Okay. I actually haven't been having like a whole lot of dreams lately. Kind of realized that, but... I don't know. Not a bad thing, I guess. Yeah. No, definitely not. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, I thought that was funny because every time, like, <laughs> you want to use the keyboard, you'd have to tell me about it. Yeah. So I was like, which um, I'm, you, I'm, always wanted your I own, want but... that file this week. I want that file this week because I want it for myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll set it up for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, we could get into the game now here, I guess. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to say to prolong this. I got nothing else. Are, are you sure? There's, anything yeah. please unfortunately no <laughs> okay <laughs> okay into the game it is so i mean we saw lucas dostal um play his yeah, I was happy about game that. since when i feel like it was like january uh or maybe even before that no i think it was after that we just oh Oh, God. What am I doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. What are you doing? Trying to pull up Dustle's last five games. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you are right. January. Yep. Oh, really? Uh, the oh, fif- January 28th? Yeah, 
Oh, the 15th. No. Okay. 15th. I, I thought I could be cool uh, and get the date exactly, but <laughs> no, that was uh, against Chicago. Um, two goals against, but a 943 save percentage in that game. Cool. So, yeah, I, I've, of course, it's when the Ducks decide to shit the bed that they're like, hey, you have really nice numbers. Be a shame if they got fucked up by defense or lack of. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Holy like, shit. Detroit, January 9th, a 917. Pretty good. That was, yeah. And then Minnesota a few days later, uh, a 923. Looks pretty good. Uh, the next day, uh, gets a, a 943. Looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we go through the motions. We'll just call it that at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, play against San Jose, 833. Fuck your save percentage. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that appearance against Chicago would have been in relief, right? Of, uh, no, uh, that was the Gibson Minnesota started. one. That was the Minnesota one. Minnesota was, was in, in relief. relief. Yeah. Okay. So that sh- Chicago game wasn't. Oh no, that, that was the Chicago three nothing game, one. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. Uh, Fifty nine okay. minutes and six seconds played. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I th- for, and I thought it was like the eight three loss. So I was like, how do you like how do you have a nine forty three let in two goals and only played like a period? So. <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Like uh, yeah, just Dossel's, Dossel's numbers all around didn't look great, but. His play did look good. Yeah. You're going to make a mistake here and there, right? Because he's, he's a young goalie. That's literally his fourth NHL game. Yeah. So it's a bit more understandable compared to, say, John Gibson putting up, you know, the, the numbers that he was, right? You look at a guy like Dostal and the def- and the defense that was playing in front of him, which, like I said, there was it was a lack of defense, mm-hmm. um, where you get an 833 save percentage, then negative 2.18 goal save above expected you're looking at that and you're like yeah that's not good numbers um but then you kind of remind yourself okay it's only the fourth game uh the defense is completely stripped down as well as the forwards to a point Mm -hmm. and there is just no like what we've been talking about but it really showed in this one that there is no uh like communication or system when it comes to defense anymore that's not just on the defenseman but just like the team defensively there is nothing there anymore so like it like literally the entire game was just okay we're just going to collapse around the net nobody has any zone coverage or that kind of thing yeah the note i had written here like the best way to describe it is like it's a bunch of five-year-olds right like you know how like you, you know where the puck is with like a like a five-year-old game because all 10 players just move around in this massive horde, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Ducks' defense looked like. They all just moved around in this massive horde, leaving everything else wide open for Lucas Dostal to go, fuck, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, at least he knew like, <laughs> where the puck was at all times, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just follow the but, horde. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, my God. But yeah, just like, no communication, on the defensive end whatsoever. Yeah. So like, I, I want to see at least like an attempt, right? Be happy if there's an attempt to play a game, to do well or that sort of thing. But like when it, when it looks like Tim bits, like five-year-olds could actually outscore you offensively because of how shitty your defense is. 
I, I don't care who's on the ice. You're NHL players. No. No. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, and with how many of them are free agents, like, you'd think that they would kind of be playing for their next contract, right? Yeah. Like, wh- whether it's, uh, like, Pat Verbeek watching them and wanting to re-sign them or any of the other 31 NHL GMs, like, it, it's really just hurting their yeah. chances at the next contract. It's like, oh, if this team's not doing well, like... And you're you're just gonna float around for twenty minutes a night? Like we're not gonna sign you? Like I don't know. Like obviously, guys like Getzlaff have a job wherever they want. Um, like well, Getzlaff well, would be a duck for life. So I've had well, yeah, exactly. That, which I'm very happy about, honestly. I just yeah. want a little bit more shaving off each year on the on the dollar amounts, just to because we're gonna need to sign guys here, right? We want to yeah. start getting competitive. So yeah, but and like Zegers and Terry, like. Obviously, they'll resign with the Ducks like they fucking better, but um, or they'll be restricted free agents, so yeah, 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 exactly. So, barring any offer sheets, knock on wood, they'll be Ducks, but like (laughs) they're they're just hurting themselves in terms of like how much their contract is going to be worth, like if they're just kind of floating around and not doing anything for the last two months of the season. Um, but guys like Simone, Aston Reese, um, that we just acquired, like if they just continue to float around because they're like, well, fuck, I traded to this nothing team now. I'm just going to exist and go through the motions. Like, they're not going to be re-signed by the Ducks and any other GMs are going to be like, I I don't want to necessarily sign you if when things look down, you're just packing her in. Yeah, and I'm okay to not re-sign those guys. Honestly, as soon as that trade went through, I was like, okay, these are just going to be guys that will fill out the roster for the rest of this year. Yeah, exactly. uh, like for them personally, I wasn't looking at anything uh, further. Mm-hmm. But um, the, yeah, uh, the one guy I um, thought was noticeable against the Sharks in a good way was uh, was Mayhew. Just like he ended yeah. up with the lone goal, he was all over pucks, like winning puck battles and um, creating open space. I thought he had pretty decent chemistry with Simone as well, because I believe he was on a line with Simone and Aston Reese. I think it was kind of all three of them. It was sorry. Who you, were you saying? There? May, I think Mayhew, Aston Reese, and Simone were all on the line together. Is that right? Uh no, it was Simone, Mayhew, and Getzlaff. Oh, okay. Putting up the most time on ice with nine forty three. Imagine being Ryan Getzlaff. You're the captain of the Anaheim Ducks, just the captain of a NHL team, and mm-hmm. you're injured for a while. It sucks and whatnot. You're you're watching from the sidelines as your team collapses. And then you come back and your head coach, who you, you seem to have a pretty good rapport with, goes, uh, so, hey, these are your line mates tonight. Um, neither of these guys were here before you got hurt. But you're going to play the most ice time tonight. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, that group yeah. was on ice for one goal. Their expected goals for was 0.5. Like, okay. it's just no. <laughs> I mean, they they did better than their expected goals for. They got one, so. Uh, did they even, though? I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm actually yeah, Well, yeah, Mayhew here. scored. Uh, I don't think that Mayhew. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course I'm right. Yeah. I'm always right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but that, yeah. And like, then it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought Simone and, and Mayhew had decent chemistry. So, like, if they can keep yeah. it up, I wouldn't mind having them in a depth role. Um, 
like third yeah, or fourth depth, line next not, season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, depth role, not playing almost 10 minutes a night as the top line. Like, no. Ryan gets left. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. And then you even had um uh the the second most time on ice line of Zegris. Cool. Terry. Mm-hmm. I like that. Derek Grant. One of these things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> Like it's fuck, it's Zegers, I right? want Milano. I want yes, totally. No. <laughs> I want Milano <laughs> to come back and I want Derek Grant not booted to the side like a lot of people do. I just want him just a little further down the lineup. Because Zegris and oh, Terry, yeah. that's a that's a combination that can work, right? Zegris obviously can put the puck in the net, but and Terry has been putting the puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Zegris is a very good passer. That's a good combo there, right? But when you have Derek Grant who hasn't been able to like except for like the last couple of games putting in a few let's be honest lucky goals here and there mm-hmm. um otherwise can't really handle a puck to save his life you're gonna put him with those two skilled younger guys yeah you're gonna look at a place there so and that line went for an expected on uh, expected goals of 0. 0.27 Ooh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not good with eight shot attempts Eight shot oh. attempts in nine in almost nine and a half minutes of ice time. And nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. Hmm. Except for a goal against. Well, we don't need which, to talk about that. Yeah, which was, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh which was uh Grant just hanging out along the boards, literally standing still. I think it was in the second period. Probably. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I, I wouldn't fuck. be surprised. Yeah. Oh. So, um, what's Grant's contract? Is he? I think he's he a UFA. Yeah. Nope, we still yeah. have one more year what? of him. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, at one and a half million. A one and a half million dollar player should not be playing with the future of the franchise. Yeah. Futures of the franchise. <laughs> Futures. I <yeah>. get <laughs> we're depleted, but like, honestly, I would even put a Sam Steele there before I'd put. Uh, Derek Grant. I'll be oh, honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> put the aging old body of Ryan Getzlaff there. Put you know, yeah, even Silverberg. Yeah. Put Jesus Christ, Zegris and Getzlaff setting up Terry. Yeah, but you have that extra option of Zegris being the guy that could put it in the net. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a lot better than okay. It's got to be Zegris to Terry or nothing. Yeah, I. I mean, to be fair, like Eric Grant needs to get put down the lineup a little bit farther. Dallas Eakins is the one that needs to get punted to the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just the more that I'm looking at, like the line combinations throughout this season that he's put out, like he was going good for a while there. Right. And obviously things were working and mm-hmm. I get it. You got to, you know, adjust for injuries and stuff like that, but you got to adjust to injuries or guys being out or guys being traded. Right. Not just throw everything in a blender and expect something to work out. Yeah. Okay, so. sorry. Daily Faceoff has Simone Benoit or Simon, Simon or Simone, Simone. Benoit. Simone. It is Simone. Okay. Simone or, oh, Benoit. Uh, no, sorry, no. Simon Benoit. Yeah. Simon. Okay. <laughs> there, okay. There's Simon, and there's like as a first name, and there's Simone as a last name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's only for like 20 games or something like that left. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, just Daily Faceoff has Simon Benoit as our first line left winger, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but it. it they probably meant to put Simone there because yeah. he's not in our lineup. 
and he was playing with gets laughing me. Yeah, okay, that's that's what's going on. I was just confused. So anyone looking at daily faceoff, Simon Benoit is not our top line left winger. It's Simone <laughs> right now. But like Which that's I, also scary. <laughs> yeah. Like when I actually look at this the dude's making like league minimum and he's your first line guy. Yeah. When I look at this lineup though, like if you do put say um yeah, we'll say gets Lav Zegris Terry on a line together, like <laughs> that that's that's the only line that gives me confidence. Yeah. Because yeah, like that we we would have one first line and then three fourth lines. This way we at least have like a first line in Zegras, Terry, and Grant. I'll I'll say that's the first line because in my head that should be the one getting the most ice time. We yeah. have a second line of Getzlaff, Simone, and Mayhew, I guess, which isn't great, but I I, I guess you could justify that as a third line. Aston Reese, Lundestrom, Carrick as a third line. Comtois, Steele, Terry as a third line. So, like, I don't know. It's it's a little bit more stable offensively, but you load up one line and then the rest just, like, go to shit. So I get the reasoning there until some guys come back from injury. But, but it's also, okay, we could load up one line, a reliable line, and the rest be shit. Or you can just mix and match. And everything is shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the I lesser of two I, evils, really. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you loaded up Getzlaff, Zegris, and Terry, I feel like that's pretty easy to defend against. Like, you, you just put your best defensive forwards and your best defensive pairing out against them, and like, yeah, they'll get some chances, but like, I don't know. It's it's not quite as effective as I, th- I think it. Yeah would be to spread it out. I don't know. Either way, it's not great, and it's it's not looking good for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I, I get that they're probably just trying to find who has chemistry. Like, I don't know. We could see Aston Reese with Zegris and Terry next year, and then Carrick or, or Lundestrom. Like, yeah. Um, or next game. I don't think I said... Did I say next year? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I feel like year. we'll just see various players play with Zegris and Terry, and then it, it kind of like with uh, with Crosby. Like, way back when like they would just throw yeah. players up there it's like oh shit you have chemistry with Crosby here's a one million dollar contract for the next couple of years let's let's light it up you know see like, but you that's don't need the to thing. have that that big winger but that's the thing right there though you have chemistry with the player right like like hmm. Chris Kunitz literally had enough chemistry that was elevating Sidney Crosby to a level that Chris Kunitz got put on the 2014 Team Canada Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Kunitz otherwise, like, no, no disrespect to the player. He's he was yeah. a, he's a great player and everything like that, or was a great player. I honestly, where the fuck is Chris Kunitz? Am I just missing him somewhere in the league right now? Uh, I genuinely I think, don't I know where he's at he's, right now. I honestly think he retired. Honestly. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up while you finish your point here. But. but like, yeah, it was you know if if you didn't have this chemistry with Crosby. Probably wouldn't be... You'd be a lot later on the radar. Again, he was still a great player and everything like that. But the mm-hmm. fact that he had the chemistry with Crosby was enough value, though, to bring him onto that team, right? Yeah. But like, I haven't seen that with, say, Derek Graham with Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers. And also... Yeah, no, so th- that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's my point, off, is that... Yeah. No, my point, though, is that like 
there was no chemistry there. Like, we yeah. tried it for a game or two, so now let's try Aston Reese up there for a game or two and see what happens. Yeah. And, man, Eakins was really going for it because take a guess who had the most forward ice time. Um, Derek Grant. Was it Derek Grant? With 1950 of oh, ice time. Shit. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. I know he's on our... Uh, our, our penalty, penalty kill. Yeah. Which yeah, we had to we had to kill off some uh some penalties last night. But like mm-hmm. almost twenty minutes for Derek Grant. Yeah. That's too much. That's way too much. Yikes. Ugh. Like I'll name off the like the next guys after. Like the next five. Zegris with nineteen forty three. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Troy Terry with 1830. Okay. Uh Mayhew with 1732. Yeah, he's up there on that first line. He got it, he got the one goal for us. Um, and then Ryan Getzlaff with 1633. Derek Grant had more time than our first line centerman. Yeah, that's penalty kill or not. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's way too much. Like we we better not see that again. That's all I'm going to no. say. Um, Chris Kunitz, though, to answer your question here, he hasn't played since the 1819 season. Uh, he oh, played yep, with the makes- he played with the Blackhawks <laughs> and then I'm assuming retired. Yeah, because okay. hasn't played in any other league since then. So yeah. Oh yeah, and he's 42 years old. So yeah, he he retired. Yeah, makes sense. When he was like 39. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense now. So I was like, where the hell is Chris Kunitz right now? Yeah, I just I feel like every, forgot. I feel horrible for that. Yeah, I feel like every so often Chris Kunitz's name comes up, and we're like, "Where's Chris Kunitz?" And then I look it up, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, he hasn't played since the eighteen nineteen Blackhawks season." Yeah. And then I look, and I'm like, "Oh yeah," and he's like forty two, and you know, that yeah. makes sense. He's it all makes sense. retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it happens like every few months <laughs> where yeah. we just forget what Chris Kunitz is up to, and then we're like, "Oh, nothing." Cool. Yeah, um, he's just chilling. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more points about uh this game here yep. and i th- first one was that um our power play against the sharks this season is over 13 <laughs> yeah. and so, okay you, you talk about that and i'm gonna find where the sharks penalty kill is okay i, I was literally league. just gonna do that because it, it better be like top three in the league for yeah i'll, I'll pull our, it up here. our power play to be that bad um it's a race now so, oh, their penalty kill oh, is third it's, in the it's league. It's third. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? 84.8%. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, okay. You know what? That's that's fine. You know what? It, I'd like one for 13 would be acceptable against that. 0 for 13 yeah. is just slightly unacceptable. Yeah. So, and I've okay. dropped down to 11th. Uh, we are recording this on Sunday at like 1.30 Pacific. Um, so it's before really any games are getting played, or I guess I think there's one game going on right now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Anaheim's dropped down to 11th with 80.7 percent, which is still better That's than we solid did power play last year. Or sorry, penalty um, kill. Yeah. But where's our power play now? Because for the longest time we were in the top five. Yeah, it's uh, not top five anymore. No. no yeah, way. and we were at like 30 something percent for like a good chunk of the season. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, it's not bad. Or, or just under. Yeah, 22.9. When the bar is so low as last year, though, anything is an improvement. But just to see kind of the 
collapse of like a 5% difference, which doesn't yeah. feel like a lot. But when it's that, like when like a 30% is like fucking phenomenal kind of thing and you drop yeah. down that much, that's where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, something's not going right here. Yeah, so. it's still it's still 11th in the league, which I mean, given how many injuries we've had to top guys, like, yeah. that affects your power play. Um, and then obviously moving on from um, guys like Raquel. I mean, I guess that's probably the only one. But yeah, um, yeah. So like, it kind of makes sense that over the last couple months, it's it's really dipped there. But um, okay, just to make ourselves feel a little bit better, without taking a look, what team has the wor- has the league's worst power play currently? Oh God. It's got to be like Arizona or Seattle. Actually, I'm not even going to go Arizona. Um, I feel like Montreal's is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Seattle. Seattle is 29th with a okay, 15.1%. So per, uh, okay, can you Montreal, give me the percentage of the lowest team? 13.2. 13.2, okay. What was it? Were you going to say it was Montreal? Montreal is 30th at 14.2. Okay, like it's been good since Martin Saint Louis came in. I feel, yeah. but the the rest of the season was probably awful. So, okay, who would be last? Um, would it be San Jose? No. Okay, I was trying to go off the board a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll take one more guess here. Let's go. Is it East or West? East. Oh, it is East. Okay. I was trying to think of an East team. Who's a team in the East that has a really awful power play? I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, is it Detroit? No. Okay. So sitting in 31st place for power play percentage is the Arizona Coyotes at 13.5. Last in the league for power play percentage again, on Sunday at 1.30 Pacific, is the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. They're, they're just too irrelevant for me to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, Buffalo is 5% better than that. <laughs> Buffalo. That's rough. Oh, man. <laughs> San Jose is at, 20, uh, is at 23rd spot with 18.9. Okay. So, oh, last point I wanted to make about this game here. I think all, all these advanced stats are great. You know, penalty kill percentage, power play percentage, goal yeah. saved above expected for Dostal. But I think the main reason that we lost this game is just as simple as the fact that we're missing Ricard Raquel. And I know everyone's probably thinking, it well, helps obviously, to have good players. It yeah. helps to have good players. Yeah. And like he was a, a big part of this team. But no, he loved, this kid loved playing against the Sharks. It's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a good analogy. I thought I was going to be witty, but it's uh, it's not happening today. So <laughs> in the first game against the Sharks this season, Raquel had two goals and the shootout winner. So essentially a hat trick. And we won that game. Yeah. The second game against the Sharks, we also won. And Raquel scored the overtime winner in that one. The third nice. game nice. against the Sharks this season, we traded Raquel and we got absolutely stumped <clears throat> coincidence maybe probably not though so this is yeah this is the whole idea behind uh zach snyder's justice league of um 
Darkseid didn't come to Earth until Superman was gone. Yeah. <laughs> the sharks didn't. San Jose, shark, San Jose Sharks didn't do shit until Raquel was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. Uh, that's the issue. We're just missing Ricard Raquel. We, we need that guy back yeah. so that we can beat the Sharks. That's, that's it. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But there is a summer, yeah. unless unless Pittsburgh does sign him to an extension. Knock on wood. Knock on wood that um, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's open, at least. But we'll, that's something we'll get into uh, a little bit later as well. So yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to add about this game here? Uh, no, I got nothing. So. My Raquel point was just way too good. Yeah, it Flawless. was just yeah, just it made sense. Okay, it made sense. Cool. <laughs> well, well, there are there are genuinely guys that just you know they they play well against other teams and that sort of yeah. thing. Right. So like, yeah, exactly. like I, I get it. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of a joke thing, right. Of like, Oh yeah, we're missing Raquel and that's why we lost to the sharks. But also mm-hmm. in part th- there actually is some legitimate, like there's some legitimacy to that argument though. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we should be able to recover from not having one guy against the team. Like we should be able to put. Some yeah. Goals in more than one should, goal. But like yeah. when Jared Mayhew has, the the most goals on your team in any given night like that's yeah that's not good so yeah um so yeah we'll take a quick break on the other side talk upcoming games give an update on the san diego gulls it can't be worse than how we're doing can it eh, no actually it's not actually hold on let me just get a, a snapshot okay. here kind of idea no it's not worse <laughs> okay it's not actually better. better it is actually better okay. it is better <laughs> so we'll give an update on the gulls and then answer some of your questions in what's quacking here but first a break the nhl season has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has your shot to win big too New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older? Restrictions apply. See content description or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So, uh, let's do upcoming games. We'll wrap up the Ducks talk before we get into the Gulls here. I hope that you like to see the Dallas Stars because we get to play the Dallas Stars basically back-to-back. Tuesday night and then Thursday night at home. Yes. So, um, yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific for both of those games. Um, Dallas Stars currently fighting for a playoff spot in the wild card. I don't know exactly where they're at. Oh, third in the wild card, one point back of Vegas with four games in hand, 75 points on the season. So looks like they'll uh, get four easy points 
this week for sure against yeah. us because we suck. And but you know what? I'm I'm kind of okay with it if Vegas doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of okay with it. So yeah, we but, we just got to take one for the team. Let Dallas overtake yeah, Vegas a little bit. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I can't wait for um, Jay Gottinger or is, is Braden Holpe hurt right now? I haven't heard a whole lot about him lately. I don't know. Um, can't wait for one of those goalies though to probably you know post stellar numbers. I'm I'm going to take a guess. There's going to be like a 950 save percentage in that. At least a 940. You know what? I'm going to put that down. At least a 940 in one of the games. Okay, I'm making um, a note for that here. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, how well I do on that here. A 940 for Dallas in one game. Okay. And uh, yeah, Joe Pavelski to just you know smush our face into some white dog shit like in Step Brothers and uh, <laughs> Jason Robertson just to you know, go head to head. Okay, you know I'll make a positive of that. Jason Robertson to go head to head with Troy Terry. That'll be fun because both oh, yeah. those guys are only separated by a goal. Robertson uh, has the lead in that category with 31 goals currently. Um, So yeah, like that'll actually be a, a, a fun mm-hmm. Thing to yeah, watch. that'll be interesting so, to watch. Yeah, but uh, all around though, I can't wait for the 36, 25, and three Dallas Stars to uh, mop the floor with the 27, 29, and 11 spiraling Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do I sound very enthusiastic about this game? Maybe for the Dallas side, I don't know. Maybe I got to take that jersey Maybe. down and wear it. See what happens. I don't know. <laughs> no, you, you know what we need to do. And this is okay. I'll, I'll just preface this by saying no, we don't have any plans for this currently. Um, maybe what I need to do though, actually, is we need is we need to do the watch along for one of these games, and I need to wear the Dallas jersey because every time that I've done one of these, the Ducks have lost. Oh, so you got to cheer for the other side, and then, <laughs> so I got to cheer for the other side, maybe to make and it. Happen. Lose. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm up to try anything at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah, exactly. Let's throw in some. What is it? What's it? What? It's not incense. It's the other thing. Sage, I don't know, saging Honda Center. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's another word that's very close to what you had said, and I was like, wait, what? No, <laughs> no that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't know what you're, where you're going, but I know that it's probably not appropriate, and, and nope. we, we have a very distant line on this podcast, so I'll ask you after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. But, yeah, basically, at least for this first game, I don't know. It'll give us a better idea of what the uh, what the uh, the second one looks like as well. There, so um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess Wednesday's live episode, we'll talk about the first game, and then next Sunday's episode, we'll talk about the second game as well as the game against Arizona. So it's a bit of a look forward for the rest of the mm-hmm. week here. So and yeah, oh, I guess next Sunday as well, we have the game against the Edmonton Oilers. You and I might have to do a late episode. I'm not sure. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure that one out. So for sure, I don't know. We might not even want to talk about that game. So uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, actually, you know what? I don't want to talk about that game because it's either <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers Here's like, lost nope. to like one of the worst teams since the All Star break in the Anaheim Ducks, and I don't think I could handle that. Or the Edmonton Oilers beat the Anaheim Ducks, and it's just an absolutely embarrassing blowout, and I don't want to talk about that either. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, wait. That that one's on you. You you can have the whole episode <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. 
<laughs> not actually. I'll, I'll drain you, but it's right. not going to be pleasant. Um, yeah, okay, let's get into the Gulls update here and see what is going on in the AHL Pacific Division and uh, what players we can maybe be excited for uh, next season, maybe getting a call-up. Or later yeah. this season, even. That'd be nice, but it's Dallas Eagans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's just like, oh, yeah, we want this nice thing. No. Dallas Eagans is the reason we nice can't thing. have nice things. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Gulls are currently sitting sixth in the Pacific Division. There's nine teams in the Pacific Division. We are ahead of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, the Vegas AHL team, uh, the Tucson Roadrunners, Arizona's AHL, and the San Jose Barracuda, who's San Jose's AHL team. Uh, currently with a record of 26, 25, 2, and 1. So wins, loss, overtime loss, shootout loss. With a uh, 509 point percentage. Um, our AHL team is literally doing better point percentage-wise and like just um, than our AHL team. I don't really know how to feel about that, to be honest with you. So... <laughs> Uh, their previous 10 games, they're actually doing really well. 7-2, oh, 0-1 in that span. I've just, you know, turned on the Jets and are trying to go for it. So, um, unfortunately, though, it's the, the math is kind of against them. Um, the top two teams already, the Stockton Heat and the Ontario Reign, have already clinched uh, playoff positions or playoff berths, I'll say. Not their positions just yet, but mm-hmm. it's pretty safe to assume, honestly, I think the Stockton Heat will probably have the, uh, the like first locked up. Uh, they have a six-point yeah. lead uh, with a game in hand on the Ontario Reign currently. Who uh, Stockton is Calgary's affiliate. Ontario is uh, LA's affiliate. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an uphill battle. But, yeah, we're 11 points back on Bakersfield for fourth spot. So, and I'm not sure. I honestly don't remember if the... AHL playoffs are similar to the NHL where it's like the top three in the division and then wildcard spots or if it's I I forget how it works so to be honest with you but yeah San Diego girls though are doing all right especially better as of late so uh, your top five players for uh, points so far this season Uh, in fifth place uh, Lucas uh, Elvines who we had picked up on waivers there. We had uh, Shane Stevenson pop up uh, on our show here and talk about him for a bit. He's got 30 points on the season so far in 49 games. Uh, We have Alex Limoges. That's a new name, actually. I haven't seen that before. Mm -hmm. Uh, With 30 points in 49 games as well. Uh, Right winger Hunter Drew has 32 points in 53 games. Jacob Perot with 34 points in 47 games. He's doing pretty good down in uh, in San Diego this year. And Nicholas Brilliard with 37 points in 52 games there. Uh, yeah, top uh, top point getter, I guess, for the uh, San Diego Gulls is a uh, defenseman. So don't mind seeing that, honestly. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, 91, 91 shots, um, it looks like, and 12 goals for that. Yeah, not bad for a defenseman, honestly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like there's some things to be excited about uh, down in San Diego. Yeah. So Jacob Perot, I think, is the big one. I wouldn't mind him mm-hmm. coming up for a little bit, just to end the season yeah. out. So, well, let's see there. But yeah, just to see what and, he can do. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, goalies, of course, we have our right now backup in Lucas Dostal uh, with a 
246 goals against uh, average, a 16-10-0 and 0 record, um, and a 921 save percentage down the AHL, along with two shutouts. Uh, Ole Eriksson Eck with one shutout, a 7-11-2 record, an 891 save percentage, and a 313 goals against average. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, I I made the mistake of looking up how the AHL um, Calder Cup playoffs <laughs> work. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. What do we got? It's messy because it's messy. All, the div- <laughs> all, all the divisions have like different number, a uh, different number of teams, like anywhere from um, seven to nine. Yeah. So, I mean, there's only four divisions as well. But get this: twenty three teams make the postseason. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, the the prime number, 23. Not the nice round even number like 24 or 20. It's 23. Yeah, what? <laughs> okay. So, so this is apparently new. I'm trying to visualize the, 23 teams in my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so this is new for this year. Um, so it says um, the top two teams in the division receive a first round bye, while the next four will play in a best of three series. The first round winners will then be reseeded, and the next two divisional rounds will be best of five series. Um, that's in the Atlantic, sorry. Um, and then as well as the Pacific goes that way. The Atlantic and the Pacific, because they have eight and nine teams. The North and the Central, that only have seven teams in each division, um, they have... They send five teams each rather than six, where the top three earn buys, um, and then the last two play in a best of three round. So, hmm. and then, and the West will have seven teams qualify, and only the top team earn a buy. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> it's, it's all confused. Confu- it's it's all confusing. It's all good. San Diego's so, probably not making the playoffs anyway. Who cares? <laughs> well, if it's top six, we're sixth in the oh, division. Oh yeah, I guess. so yeah. actually. Maybe so actually, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's actually very possible. And then, oh, okay, we, cool. We would play against cool. Colorado, um, as it sits right now, which um, these numbers are too small for me to see how what the difference is there. But uh, like for points, for points, yeah. Uh, Colorado oh. has sixty nine points, nice, and San Diego has fifty five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so not as, not uh, as good. 31, 19, and. Or 31, 19, 4, and 3 record compared to 26, 25, 2, and 1. So. Okay. So, really, it's between, I think, us and Henderson for that last spot. So, we got to, yeah, keep that up because both teams have played the same amount of games and whatnot. So, how many games are in the. uh... Uh, I want to say it's like 62. Uh, I could be wrong on that, though. Maybe. Although Hershey has played 63. Although, oh no, in the AHL, it's also weird. Like, you play different numbers of games. Yeah, it's all fucky. If anyone can come on here and explain to us how the AHL works, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Just because, uh, like, we obviously know how hockey works and we could go to a game and enjoy it. But in terms of, like, the overall standings and structure of the AHL, it's. Yeah, it's I feel like that would be a thing to actually have Shane come back for. Oh he, yeah, he would probably have. So, yeah. Um, 
Okay, yeah. Oh. So every team kind of it looks like they play a different amount of games. So they go by point mm-hmm. percentage. Um, yeah. but it looks like to uh for next season, the 22-23 season, um it will be a set 72 game season for all teams. Okay. That's what That's it looks good. like here. So Cool. Um so we'll probably play around 72. I don't imagine it's like drastically different like one team plays you know 74 and the other plays 60 it's yeah it's probably pretty close yeah so um although we play games to the end of april so yeah we've still got quite a few left to go here yeah we being san diego goals so if anybody wants to send me a uh san diego goals jersey i take an extra large (laughs) (laughs) I do want to add one eventually to the collection, but I got some other ones that are kind of in the queue. But yeah, that'd be cool. So, so yeah. yeah, we'll uh, I guess update you further into April on where the goals are if they're still in a playoff position there, and then come the end of the season because I don't know, maybe we'll be following uh, the goals in the playoffs rather than well, be kind of interesting. Actually, the ducks, but. yeah, we'd have to we'd have to figure out how to watch it, but um. I yeah, mean, I know like ways, but yeah, we kind of followed it last season. A little we kind bit of followed the uh, AHL yeah. playoffs, but a little bit closer, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add here about the goals? No, I got nothing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's good to move on from that. We don't need to figure out uh, how the AHL works live much. on yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to some fan-submitted questions here on the other side. Yeah. Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rips in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association. Those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right. Um, I guess I'll just play the music here. Yeah, so we reached out on Twitter for uh, any questions that listeners had or that sort of thing. So thank you to the couple of people that uh, did put uh, or did want to ask a question of that. 
Uh, we'll start here with uh, at Sports Tweeter CA, who asks, uh, why is Mike St- uh, Smith still an NHL goalie? And was his attack on Kachuk uh, during the Battle of Alberta warranted? Do you want me to start with this one? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of curious so, to see what you think, actually. <laughs> okay. So the answer to why is Mike Smith still an NHL goalie, it's because he Ken and his agent paid some amount of money to Ken Holland to sign him to a two-year contract uh, at 39 years old. So it's pretty simple, actually. That's that's the answer <laughs> that I, I have to give. And I'm yeah, not going to no say any more on that. There's no statistical reasons, playable reasons. It's just, hey do this okay <laughs> yeah uh and it, what what was the second part oh was his attack was, on kachuk in on, the battle of alberta warranted yeah i'm never not going to say that anybody punching in the <laughs> matt kachuk in the face or in the back of the head or whatever a, any attack on kachuk is warranted in my opinion so okay now that's... i'm gonna i'm gonna ask a f- follow-up with that now okay, okay punch or that sort of thing yeah sure you know kachuk was digging into his pad as he's lying on the ice which is fine i also know so that smith is like trying to clothesline him though as he's falling so kachuk's thing is a little bit more retaliatory i'm trying not to be Mm -hmm. i'm trying not to be biased on this here like i i enjoyed Mm -hmm. watching mike smith growing up and that sort of thing um yeah so he tries to clothesline him it looks like and then kachuk gives him a like a stabbed to the pad and then smith goes not once but i think two times with the blocker edge trying to go for his head reminder as well these guys were just teammates like two years ago yeah the <laughs> teammates doesn't matter in the battle of alberta it, no. it's the same with like battle of ontario um yeah battle for new york which is i'm not referring to the avengers battle back in 2012 <laughs> but uh any sort of like regional or like really intense rivalry it doesn't yeah. matter no. absolutely doesn't matter so but yeah but uh, okay this, one thing yeah. i will say to that though is mike smith ever since he turned 40 years old which was like last week sometime he's had this weird thing with clotheslining people that skate too close to him <laughs> he did it against yeah it's kachuk there and then who did it who did we play against Smitty, it might it might help if you were actually in your net in your crease instead of like in the fucking corner up at the blue line. Well, yeah. What was the other one? A few guys might Uh, a few guys less around you then. (laughs) Yeah, was it San? Yeah, it was San Jose. Yeah, Um, San Jose. Like literally the the couple nights before, he got a penalty for like clotheslining somebody that like skated around. (laughs) Like he just stuck the blocker out in in the face. It wasn't like a total clothesline, but it was like an attempted one. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's this why this weird thing. <laughs> your your job is to stop the puck, not stop the player. Let your semi their defense handle that. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know. I hope that answered. Mike, Sw- who, Mike sorry, Smith. Who's that question as, from? Uh, sports tweeter CA. Ah, okay. Um, as Mike Smith has aged, the idea of I'm a goalie has transitioned into. I need to be the entire team for some reason, and it's made his goaltending even worse. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need to be a goal scorer and a defenseman and a goalie and an enforcer and a playmaker. Yeah. It's everything. And everyone's just begging him to be a goaltender. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, anyways, I oh. hope that answered your question, sports yeah. tweeter. 
Uh, okay, and then we have one more here from uh, at Girl Madrid Three uh, Andy, who writes in: Is the Raquel trade really worth it? And could they possibly re-sign him in free agency? So I'm gonna I'm I want to start with the first half of this question first. The, is it worth? Is it? okay? Is it worth it? So uh, I guess I just deleted it, but I did have the Raquel trade up uh i believe though it was the it was aston reese um simone the second round for this year i think it was this year yeah, and um and uh goaltender prospect cali clang the as we were kind of talking about before aston reese and simone like dominic simone are uh I, I think they're just more to fill out the roster this year, right? They'll go somewhere yeah. else next year. It's whatever. Um, the yeah, the main two parts open that, up cap space for them yeah. to take Raquel as well. So, yeah, the the main two things that I'm looking at here are uh, is the goaltending prospect uh, Klang and that second round pick. That mm-hmm. second round pick, it's it's Pittsburgh. It's going to be in the bottom sixteen. Uh, so, but so that's just. It's whatever. We'll have to see how far Pittsburgh goes in the playoffs uh, to have an idea of, you know, is that going to be more of a middle pick or is that going to be a later second round pick, like closer to a third? Mm -hmm. Callie Klang, though, I was looking a little bit deeper into him, though. His numbers are phenomenal. I was like, when we were looking at him the first time, right? I was like, yeah, this has some promise here. Um, But suddenly the Anaheim Ducks have a very good future options if something were to happen to uh, John Gibson in the next couple of years here. Mm-hmm. So you have Lucas Dostal, who has shown that he can play, right? Just needs a few more reps, right? But he's, he's at the yeah. point that I think he could get some more NHL games. And that's what I want to see over the end of this season here. Mm-hmm. And Klang has the potential as well to kind of do the docile thing, right? He'll come to North America for a bit, get some AHL games in, but has the potential, I think, to do well for the NHL potentially, I think. Um, that was potentially, and I think a lot in that statement, but just to, just to make sure that everybody knows. Um, <laughs> I, I'm excited about that, though. So I think for the... I think overall, the trade was worth it, right? We're not going to get stuck with somebody who if if Raquel were to move on to a different team we get return on him at least right it's not walking mm-hmm. away for nothing yeah. um we get two guys to fill out the roster for this year because we did offload a lot of our uh higher guys right so you still need bodies at least mm-hmm. um we pick up a solid very good goaltending prospect and a potential me- like middle middle back end of second round pick yeah. um for Raquel th- yeah that works well enough um, would have been nice if you know maybe would have been like the the Murray ask of like a top prospect and a first. Um, but who knows? Maybe I, I did hear maybe that maybe Clang turns into that. So yeah, I did hear that the ask was a first round pick and a top prospect. Um, very very similar to like a Jacob Chikrin type trade, but obviously a little bit less since there wasn't term on Raquel's deal. It, it was literally just a rental. Um, yeah, but there was no offers. For that included a first round pick, and this was kind of just the best offer. I think it, I heard that on, I think Merrick said that on a recent 32 Thoughts. Yeah, and or I know like he a hockey had... night in Canada or something like that. So it was the yeah. best offer available was this second round pick, couple bodies, and Kale Clang or Cali, Cali Clang, Cali Clang. Yeah, and I, I know that uh, Jeff Merrick had Brian Burke on uh, his show 
And I think it was more like, hey, we don't have the... F- I think it was Pittsburgh didn't have the first. So like, can uh, we no, work I, I think something they... with a second? It was something along those lines they... of like, they, they asked about like, can we make something work with a second instead? Okay. So that's where the package just became a little bit bigger to kind of balance the value a little bit. So Gotcha. Uh, no, they do still have their first round. Oh, they do? Pick. Okay. Yeah. Unless... Well, does Cap... Would Cap Friendly say if there was like a condition on it? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Um, oh, maybe not, actually. Yeah, because it, it, maybe there's a condition where it's like it's either this first round or this first round, but... Oh, no. It does. Yeah, because like their seventh has a condition on it that says it gets transferred if this is met. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to trade there first, which would make sense since yeah. they, they're obviously going to lose Crosby and Malkin in the next few years. So having, um, you know, first-round guys is going to be important for them to yeah, exactly. kind of remain competitive for the next... Um, wave next era of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I guess. So yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of what I heard is that this was kind of the best offer available. And for a rental, I think it's okay. To answer the second part of the question, yes, Raquel can come back. So if he does, then you you know, getting Sweet. a second we, and yeah. clang for not having Raquel for two months. That's yeah, in a season that was already kind of looking lost. Yeah, that works out. Um yeah. Verbeek, Verbeek's whole thing was that he was trying to re-sign these guys and yeah. would only trade them if it wasn't working out. So unfortunately, it wasn't working out by the deadline sent by Verbeek, which is about a week before that. Um, so, But you never know. In the summer, you have a little bit more time, I guess, really to try to do that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, the fact, though, that they it sounded like they were kind of far apart still. Um, I'm yeah. not confident in him coming back so but yeah it's it's totally possible that he could do that so yeah i think it entirely depends on what kind of offers he gets because i think yeah Rabik's big thing is term he doesn't want to hand out a ton of term yeah. um which that, that's totally fair and dollar I, amount yeah yeah i i it, don't smart, mind actually i like that yeah it's very smart so yeah um but obviously nhl guys want as much term as they can get they want that yeah. security which, they want to yeah. know that they're getting paid millions of dollars for eight years yeah exactly it's understandable too so yeah yeah i understand both sides but if yeah if say as an example i'm just pulling this out of the off the top of my head um verbeek only wants to go up to five years max for raquel mm-hmm. um and out on the open market raquel is only getting offers for say four-year deals then okay all of a sudden that five-year deal looks it looks is his best good. option yeah. and it's not the eight-year deal that he maybe thought he would get on the open market. So then he can come back there. And I think there is probably that little bit of, what do I want to say? Um, what's the word? Desire. I, I, that's not okay. the right word. But desire to come back to Anaheim. Like we have that kind of edge on all the other teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he obviously knows the guys here. So if yeah. he gets identical deals, say from... Anaheim and Pittsburgh, maybe he'll come back to Anaheim if the deal's the same. Yeah, it is nice, and it, it and I think it's 
obviously again he's a rental he's about to go to free agency so he could really go anywhere but it looks like at least from their social medias that uh his wife at least is staying back in anaheim currently okay so yeah i, I mean yeah, that's so probably you never just, know but yeah yeah but also you don't want to uproot everything move to pittsburgh for three months or or four months i guess if you're going like for a deep playoff run and then have to move again so yeah exactly does raquel have kids I don't believe so. No, I think they just yeah. got. Uh, I think he's got two puppies, two doggos. Ah, nice. So yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. he did, but I wasn't entirely sure. But yeah, you're right. Like you're not going to move if you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah. Afterwards, so totally makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Um, was there another part to that question, or did we? Uh, no, that was it. Yeah, is was it worth it? And could they re-sign him in free agency? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I didn't really answer the. Is it worth it from my perspective part? I just kind of jumped to the second part. But I think it really depends on what that second round pick or who that second round pick ends up being. Yeah. Um, I, at I think first glance, it, is it worth yeah. it? But at, yeah. for right now, it's it, it's pretty good. Yeah. At first glance, it looks like it, but we'll have to see. Yeah. What it turns out to be. What the entire whole, yeah. like thing looks turns out to be, right? If, uh, um, if Klein turns out to be at least a backup goaltender and something comes out of that second round pick. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. So, yeah. Yeah. It also, um, we, we talked about before the possibility of trading a bunch of these assets to get a NHL ready yeah. player. So, we, we might not even get that second round pick or get to see Clang. Like, we could honestly trade both of those in mm-hmm. a, a part of a bigger package for another player. So, yeah. yeah. Because the, Unle- yeah. the deal's not, um, you know, totally finished, I, I guess, or yeah. we haven't come to the end of maybe what Verbeek's ultimate plan is, it's hard to say if the Raquel mm-hmm. trade was worth it. So, And that's the one thing I'm noticing right away as well is that unlike Bob Murray, who seemed to just kind of be for the last little while flying by the seat of his pants, Pat Verbeek has a plan going mm-hmm. here of like yeah. what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish in order to get this team back to contention. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is good. A, I like it. Yeah. I like to see it. And I... I think that's kind of a good place to end off at, to be honest with you. A little bit of positivity. Look towards the future. That, which, yeah. really, that's going to be the entire rest of this season, both the hockey season and our season three here of the Quack Report, is just looking to the future. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is looking for more starts from Dostal. And, um, yeah. Again, like I said before, Zegris is the reason that I'm tuning into Ducks games now just because i want to see yeah. what this kid's gonna do and he had another phenomenal game we didn't even talk about that he, he was all over the ice against mm-hmm. the san jose sharks it looked uh looked really promising just unfortunately nothing Dare to trade. show for it but to, <laughs> yeah the, the effort is there though like you can oh, yeah, see absolutely. what this kid is gonna do and it's like oh man like he he could have like so many more points if like you, you know he it's like a matter guys of inches. That can finish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like look at this amazing pass that he did to nobody. Or like, oh man, he almost like he deked around three guys and then almost scored, but like Reimer just got a his glove on it or something yeah. like that. Like it's just right there. So um yep. very, very exciting to watch. And like you yeah. said, it's gonna be awesome to see in the future. So yeah. I also want to see just really quickly and then we can wrap up or whatever. I want to see mm-hmm. Dostal play on Tuesday again. I don't want you know, Eakins to go, yeah, you didn't have a great team in front of you. You did as well as you could. Uh, fuck you, sit on the bench. I want to see him get one more. Yeah, I want to like, see him right against... Here, so. um, yeah, I want to see him against Dallas on Tuesday and then in, um, Friday against Arizona. Yeah. 
as well. Give them like the easier start. Well, with, with Arizona, Dallas isn't the really yeah. easy one. The, no, 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 yeah. no. I, I was talking about Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like Arizona still has the offensive firepower, so he'll still get tested, but hopefully it'll be like a confidence boost. Like, okay, yeah. you lost to the Sharks. Okay, probably you lost to Dallas. Let in a few more goals than you wanted. Let's give you Arizona. Oh, look at that. You held Arizona to one or two goals. Not yeah. Wood, hopefully. Pray to God. Yeah, then let's like, hope. That gives them the confidence for the rest of the season. So yeah, like, it sounds horrible to say I only want to see John Gibson once this week, but like we know what John Gibson can do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. let him just rest at this point. So guy's been through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just let him rest and see what you got in the, for the future. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we can hope. So okay, um, yeah, Nate, where can they? Uh, where can they? talk to you soon between now and wednesday uh you can do that over on twitter uh at tate namas t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s and i know i've been i last episode i sprinkled a little something about a about merch about a store or that sort of thing um tune into the next episode i'm, I'm making an announcement about an announcement <laughs> <laughs> tune into the next the next episode for the announcement officially about our merch and our merch store that's coming up mm-hmm. this so. is the pre-announcement the pre-announcement yep so to yeah tune in on wednesday uh we'll be back to doing the live episode on on wednesday there at 7 p.m pacific you can catch us on our youtube channel our twitch channel on twitter and uh the hockey podcast network's uh facebook you'll be able to catch that as well. So again, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Join on there for uh, the announcement of our merch store. So yeah, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm so I'm so excited for this. You know, I, I've been like super pumped. I'm like, oh shit, like we got merch coming. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's good. So um, if you enjoyed us uh, answering your questions as well um, or, or what, have a question that you want to ask, uh, you can send that at Quack Report Pod. Either, you know, reply to a, um, a post about a, podcast recording day that, that nate always does there or mm-hmm. just dm them to us if you um you, you just yeah if you ever just come up with something right yeah, yeah dm it yep yeah dms are always open there um at quack report pod and you can follow myself at carter underscore pots p-o-t-t-s underscore 97 on twitter as well thank you guys for tuning in to this monday edition of the quack report like nate said we'll be live streaming wednesday night 7 p.m pacific check us out there have a good start streaming.